Are you struggling with neuropathy, that painful numbness in your feet, that squishing feeling, those lightning bolts of pain, perhaps in your ankles and other joints and extremities? Hi, this is Marty Terrell for Innovative Wellness Center in Clive, Iowa. Christy Steiger, Innovative Wellness Center. Reach out to Christy and her professional staff if you are struggling with neuropathy like I do. They have turned it around. They haven't reversed it all, but they have attacked it and done it professionally and effectively at a very fair and reasonable price. Avoid the $49 come on ads in the chiropractic industry. They do not work. And in the end, you'll spend thousands of dollars chasing what is virtually impossible to reverse. Innovative Wellness Center. Elevate your well-being. Give them a call at 515-355-3200. Innovative Wellness Dot center at 515-355-3200. Hi, good evening. Welcome aboard another edition Sports Overnight America. Cross country and around the globe. Marty Terrell along with Dominic Jimenez. Super Bowl week, Las Vegas. As we count down to kickoff, you know, it really will start to take hold I'm going to say tomorrow, Wednesday into a Thursday, then it really starts to feel like Super Bowl week, right? But, uh, you know, listen, we got some great guests this week. Sean Merriman, last night's podcast up at iHeartRadio, tuned in as well. And uh, even more importantly, John Eisenberg coming up tonight. Baltimore sports writer. He has written another book. He's got a, this guy's written baseball, horse racing. Uh, he wrote about a match race, and he wrote, what I think was his best work so far. And I haven't read the current one. I'm not going to try to pretend I have. I haven't. But what I will tell you, he wrote the league, about five owners who really started the National Football League. Uh, Lambeau, Hallis, um, the Rooney family, uh, Burt Bell, uh, who was the commissioner, Philadelphia Mainline royalty. Yeah, I'm going to ask John if we could dip into that a little bit. So we look forward to it. So uh, that's where we get started with John Eisenberg. He'll be part of the Super Bowl media entourage. And then uh, we count down the kickoff. Here's the hot rumor right now. Even sitting here in the heartland and not sitting on Radio Row yet. Here's what I will tell you. Andy, Andy Reid is going to retire after the Super Bowl on Sunday. Now, my opinion, I'm not saying breaking news. He's retiring. You know, his son is in prison. We know about the accident outside Arrowhead Stadium up on that crossway uh, up. You know, if you know the Truman Sports Complex right outside of Kansas City, you know, the Chiefs don't play in Kansas City. They play in Independence and in really half the fields in Raytown. But the fact of the matter is Andy Reid's retiring, in my opinion, after Sunday's game. Win, lose or draw, he's out. That's my opinion. Now, it's going to percolate the Bill Belichick to Kansas City rumors, and I'm not buying that for a second. But, hey, what do I know, right? Just doing a talk show, playing a talk show host on the radio. So that's where we get started today. I'm looking forward to Dom's download as well. We roll along here a Tuesday into a Wednesday across the country. iHeart tuned in and around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. Presented by Innovative Wellness. Center. Coming back on Byline. Thank you. 
pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Hey, I'm Chelsea, and a little thing I like about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is I think it's just a perfect combination of ingredients, the pepper jack cheese and that spiciness of the sandwich. It's the right type of spice and the right amount of spice. It's crunchy on the outside, but then really tender on the inside. And then obviously the pickles on the bottom are iconic. There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I can finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial. All right, talking the world of sports here. Super Bowl week, counting down to kickoff on a Tuesday into a Wednesday. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to our guest here, Mere Moments. Uh, we are uh, syndicated nationally, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Simple Radio. We are heard worldwide around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. All right, so we won't make it about me, but I was a sports writing nerd growing up, okay? I grew up in the western foothills of the Berkshires in Western Mass weaned uh, on the Boston Globe with Bob Ryan, Peter Gammons, John Powers, Ray Fitzgerald, blah, 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 Dan Shaughnessy, who cut his teeth after he left Holy Cross to Baltimore. And then along comes, you know, uh, Amherst College grad uh, Thomas Boswell, and then a guy by the name of John Eisenberg. And lo and behold, look who we're talking to. Uh, Rocket men, black quarterbacks in the National Football League. He follows this up, by the way, 
the league is a must read. If you want to know anything about the NFL and the founding fathers, my Lord, from Burt Bell on into Hallis and, and everything that is NFL, it's this man right here. John Eisenberg, I am so grateful for you being on this program. My name is Marty Terrell at Sports Overnight America. How are you, John? Thanks for popping on. Well, it's great to be with you. That's a lovely introduction. I'm very flattered. So uh, thank you. That's uh, high company, all those names you mentioned, even though I am a sports writer. I'm a sports writer nerd myself and uh, love those names you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Shaughnessy loved cutting his teeth in uh, Baltimore with those great Oriole teams back in the day. No doubt about that. But hey, listen, why this book? I mean, this is interesting. You're following up the league with this. And I do want to hit the league here a little bit, John, if we could in our discourse tonight. But uh, this book is is wonderful. And you know what? No offense to you or anybody else or your sports writing brethren. This book is long overdue. Is that a fair way to start off our conversation tonight? This book should have been written a long time ago. That being said, I'm glad you've done it. So let's start right there. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, well, obviously, I, I, I do. In, in summary, I mean, there's many reasons why I wrote this book, Rocket Man, uh, about black quarterbacks and the fact that they couldn't get on the field for so long. And among those reasons is the fact that, uh, really, shame on me. I mean, this is through through many years when I was in the press box, you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and uh, covering a lot of football and writing stuff. And look, I was at the Super Bowl where Doug Williams won the Super Bowl for the, with the then Redskins, and people thought things were going to change, and they really didn't. And so I, I, I feel like it's a story that I sort of missed uh, for many years, just how few black quarterbacks there were and how hard it was for these guys to play, get onto the field and how the deck was stacked against them for so long. I think I missed that story. So this, this is uh, my chance to, because it's something that happened. There is no doubt about it. Uh, and so I wanted to shine a light on uh, a little, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, uh, it's an uncomfortable piece of history on this game we love, but I think it's important to know that it happened because it did happen. John Eisenberg's our guest. He has ten books. His latest, The Rocket Man, and we're going Rocket Men, rather. Excuse me. You think I'm talking about Roger Clemens for crying out loud? I can't get that New England out of my blood. Sorry, John. It's Rocket Men. Here's where I want to go, though. You know, the quarterback position is—they touch the ball 95% of the time. A quarterback is is the epicenter of uh, of football, the game of football, and so when we draw out the African-American quarterback, the black quarterback, I'm wondering because they didn't get illuminated because they didn't see that position as much. Is that a hint of perhaps dare I say the R word and racism? And I don't want to be controversial by the way, but that's what I'm thinking right now. Was it a hint of racism or what was it? I believe it was. <laughs> Absolutely. It was. And it's over and over in the pages of my book. Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily calling out individuals, but I, I, I think it was institutional. I think it was sort of baked into the DNA of, of professional football, really all of football. Uh, when the quarterback position, I mean, I really sort of trace how the position itself evolved and became su- such a glamour position in the 50s and the 60s. And that's a period of time when there were, there were not many black players at all. And you just saw... Uh, the, the decision makers in the NFL, the guys that built the rosters and coached the team, uh, you know, the bottom line was, and this was never spoken, was never spoken, but it was very clear 
that they were afraid to put black players in those positions. They were worried, uh, you know, would they work hard enough? And would they, it, was, it was racism. Were they work hard enough? Were they smart enough? Uh, all of these things. It, it was there, and I had some scouts from that era uh, confirm that to me and say, listen, and, you know, the younger scouts in that era, they said, no doubt, uh, you know, the guys that we sort of took the mantle from felt that way about black quarterbacks, and so it was a very, very difficult thing for guys to overcome as the years went on. John, I'm, I'm getting on in advanced years. I remember Marlon Briscoe, and I'm going to make an analogy here. I think Marlon Briscoe was a toe in the water. He was a hybrid. He was a quarterback. He was a receiver, maybe a running back. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I remember the name from my youth of, uh, you know, even collecting baseball, basketball, hockey, and, yes, football cards. Was Marlon Briscoe kind of like a, a wavering and a kind of a, not a Jackie Robinson, but kind of a test study of, yeah, we can put an African-American a quarterback, and he's a receiver too. Was that a toe-in-the-water move by the franchise or the league itself, or am I getting way, way, way too analytical here? No, no. What, what happened with Marlon in 1968, he, 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 he illuminates, he exemplifies exactly what happened. Marlon was first. A quarterback. He came out of college, a small college in Nebraska, and uh, the Broncos were going to make him a defensive back because that's what happened. Good athletes that played quarterback, they had to play other positions. Right. They had him at defensive back, but then in 1968, all of their quarterbacks got hurt. And and Marlin had played the position in college, played it well. Had a big arm, and he could run around, and so they put him in. It's really the first modern black starting quarterback of any kind, and he. It was not a good team. They didn't make the playoffs, but he played extremely well. And he pretty much showed that, that he definitely could have gone on and on and had a nice career as a quarterback. However, uh, after that season, the Broncos uh, wanted no part of him playing quarterback. Uh, and so they had quarterback meetings. He wasn't even invited. So he had to change teams and positions. You were yes. he became a wide receiver. He had to change yep. teams and positions to have a pro football career. And he had a good one. He's fortunate. But there were a, a lot of guys that didn't even get that chance. And, and so, you know, that's what I'm writing about, that the, the, how the deck was stacked against him. I mean, Marlon Briscoe was definitely the first, but he showed how far there was to go. John Eisenberg, our guest, legendary Baltimore sports writer. And he doesn't like the word legendary because it uh, makes him feel vulnerable. But you are in select company. You're a very gifted writer. Uh, here's where I want to go with you. Uh, Doug Williams, we all remember it. If I got the score right, it was 42 to 10. He set the the NFL and he set the Super Bowl on its ear with a riveting performance for the then Washington Redskins, right up the beltway from where you resided. So is Doug Williams the face of the black quarterback's ascension to the glaring heights of stardom in the National Football League? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I mean, certainly this story, the black quarterback story, it's not like the Jackie Robinson story in baseball where one guy integrates the sport and he crosses a white line and it's a specific day you can point to that everything changed and was never the same. Uh, you, you, this is not that story. The, the black quarterback story is, a, is an example. It's a story of a lot of smaller moments, uh, of, of tiny breakthroughs here and there, slowly slowly opening the door of opportunity. And there is no doubt that the, the biggest of those moments was Doug Williams 
winning the Super Bowl with the Redskins and MVP in Super Bowl 22 in 1988. Because until that point, no black quarterback had won uh, the Super Bowl. And if you were of a mind that felt that, felt that they could not do that, and there were certainly were some people in the sport, he proved you wrong. And nothing was ever the same after that. But uh, he played at a time I would lump him in with Warren Moon and with Randall Cunningham. Uh, those three guys in the 1980s, that's the first generation of guys that got onto the field and had success and really proved all that sort of dogma about black quarterbacks wrong, just proved it wrong. They got on the field and they were really good. And so uh, Doug is one of those guys uh, that definitely is a, is a pioneer. That's the only way to put it. John, I don't want to be uh, disrespectful to your time. Uh, one of the uh, things I despise and abhor about talk radio is small windows and hard network breaks because we're heard worldwide. I don't know your schedule. If you are committed, I'm not going to take it as a bad thing. But if you can hold over, I want to talk more about the title in the book and I want to talk about the league. So if you choose to stay, I'll be grateful. If you can, I understand. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll stay. Good job, John Eisenberg. All right. We're going to keep them, hold them over to the next segment across the country and around the globe. I'm Marty Terrell. This is Sports Overnight America here on Sports Byline. I, uh, uh, tune in. iHeart and the One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. 
everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Alright, talking to you world of sports here on a Tuesday into a Wednesday here across the country and around the globe. iHeartRadio, tune in Simple Radio is where we stream and uh, around the globe on the American Forces Radio Network. And kudos to all our servicemen and women officers and the gentlemen serving our great country. And we'll be listening to American Forces on radio or television with the presentation CBS Sports of uh, Super Bowl 58, 6.30 Eastern time on Sunday, Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh John Eisenberg joining us, Rocket Men, a great book out, the black quarterbacks of the National Football League. One guy I don't want to miss in our repartee, John, is James Ramblin' Man Harris. Grambling um, was the uh, subject of a song that was put out. Uh, I believe he broke in. I'm not 100% sure. I believe with Buffalo and the American Football League and then the Chargers and, of course, the Rams. And, and, and really parlayed his playing days into a really very nice career as an executive in the National Football League. And I think of Ozzie Newsom in Baltimore. I think of the other uh, black executives. James Harris, uh, he's prominent in this book, or at least gets a, a, a commensurate amount of attention in your offering here. Tell me about James Harris. Well, I interviewed James and had quite an interview. And, and yes, you're you're summation of his career is correct. He's drafted uh, by the Buffalo Bills in 1969, eighth round. And he's a guy that, coming out of Grambling, had been really groomed to be Eddie Robinson groomed. He thought Eddie had made uh, had produced so many great pros, uh, but never a quarterback. And he thought James Harris was going to be the guy. And uh, so James uh, is an All-American. He's 6'4". He's 2'10". He's smart. And he goes in the eighth round, and he's so depressed that he almost quits football. That's really where I start the book is with James right. Harris almost quitting right. football because he, he gets he, his, his, what happens to him in the draft. He, he winds up starting for the Bills, uh, the, the season opener as a rookie. It's the year of O.J. Simpson. But he gets benched, and he really never plays for them again, and he really doesn't even resurface for five years until he's with the Rams. He comes off their taxi squad, and he winds up, finally gets a chance to play. Chuck Knox is a coach that maybe some old-time fans will remember, was a guy that wanted to put James Harris on the field. James, you have to understand, he starts playing for the Los Angeles Rams in 1974. There had really never been a black starting quarterback in modern pro football. Uh, a, a team saying, this is the guy we want. It was James Harris. 
And so he takes the Rams to the NFC Championship game two years in a row, almost wins one of them, almost went to the Super Bowl. But and then he loses his job. I mean, the the, the owner of the team, Carol Rosenblum, he wanted someone who was a little more exciting. He was in L.A. and he drafted, he traded for Joe Namath, who was uh, almost out of it at that point. Right, uh, but right. so Harris, he he just couldn't. You know, it's a tough career for him. But he was a guy that definitely broke some barriers because there really had been almost no one before. All right. I'm going to probably color outside the lines, and I admitted it up front. I've not read this book yet. I just haven't, and I'm not going to pretend I have. I've re- I know you, and I know your works. But the one name I want to throw into the, 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 the mix here, and you may not even be, get a mere mention in the book, but I want to talk about a, a, a black quarterback that made an impression upon me both on and off the field with his, I believe, some uh, shortly condensed heroics, which would be – probably held up against what Clint Longley did in Dallas. And I think he did his on a Thanksgiving, but is it fair to bring up Joe Gilliam here? Because that's what I'm thinking about that Patriot Pittsburgh rivalry. But Joe Gilliam was a pretty much uh, uh, a figure that football fans knew of back in the seventies. John, does he get a mention? Oh, he gets a whole chapter. I mean, Joe, Joe Gilliam was on the cover of sports illustrated. Uh, and uh, the headline on the cover of Sports Illustrated was Pittsburgh's Black Quarterback. That was it. Wow. And it's because wow. he was playing. He was playing for the Steelers in 1974, and he got off to a great start. The, the Terry Bradshaw was on the team, and it had, uh, they'd had a player strike that year, and, and uh, he lost his job in training camp, and Joe Gilliam started for them and 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 really I, I detail the six he's played six games he started six games the Steelers won four of them lost only one they tied the other Gilliam ran around he threw the ball uh, some games better than others uh, but certainly had the talent uh, to to become a winning team I mean a winning quarterback and and yeah, but he was benched and uh and I'm, I'm not, you know, Chuck Noel. I mean, a lot goes into this. I don't believe race was a factor there. I think he 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 felt that, uh, and his teammates said as much. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, they put him back in there, and they go on to win four Super Bowls, four Super Bowls. However, uh, Bradshaw was the one that did say Joe Gilliam could have done just as much, could have done what I did. He just didn't get the chance. And so, a huge talent uh, that just flashed briefly in the NFL and. Uh, and never really played again. So this story is full of guys like that, and their stories are are hard to believe sometimes. But uh, I felt they needed an airing. Yeah, and true, he had. Uh, I believe he probably had Swan, Stallworth, Frenchie, Fuqua. I mean, it could go on and on and on here. He had some great talent and a legendary coach in Chuck Noll. You don't need to respond to that. Why the title, Rocketman? Why that title? Well, I, I mean, it's a basic question, but I want to know the answer. Yeah, uh, well, I've been asked that a lot, and uh, uh, you know the the title I use, I see it as a compliment. You know, the guys, the black quarterbacks that are playing today that are doing so well. I mean, Patrick Mahomes that speaks for itself, right? Uh, and uh, other guys, Lamar Jackson and uh, Jalen Hurts was in the Super Bowl last year. All these young guys that are now uh, getting drafted high and have so much talent. C.J. Stroud. They, it's easy to call them Rocket Men. I see it as sort of a just a, a, a phrase that uh, brings to mind people that are that are otherworldly, that are fast, that are hard to corral, and they're great. So I see it as a positive. 
And the guys today, it's easy to say, yeah, they're rocket men. There's no doubt about it. But I, I wanted to give it as a shout-out as well to the guys we're talking about. Some of the guns we've talked about. Joe Gilliam, that's a rocket man right there. He, he didn't have a chance, but... Uh, uh, you know that that is, and there's there's so many other guys uh, that are in that category that certainly had the talent to have long NFL careers and didn't didn't get that chance, uh, and so I, I use it strictly as a shout out to them. Well, John Eisenberg, I, I want to spend just a couple more minutes, and I, I think I'd be remiss in doing our audience. Uh, a disservice by not bringing up the league. I, I'm telling you, uh, among my contemporaries, our contemporaries, that is a book that it's earned its place among Feinstein and some of the others because of you, you got to the root of the NFL, this amazing league. And the most disturbing part, because I, I grew up in New England and Upton Bell, son of Burt Bell, I believe it was his son, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and it just a mainline Philadelphia money. The Rooney family, they, they bought the Steelers with a, a, a nice uh, horse racing hit at Saratoga. Uh, I, I could go on and on and on, but I love the league. And, and then, you know, Howard Cosell doing a football game drunk. Uh, Burt Bell literally dying of a heart attack on the field uh, at Franklin Field on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania, an edifice that remains today. John, I've been dying to talk to you. I didn't know you'd come out with Rocket Men. This book, The League, absolute home run. So there better be a two for one. If I buy, if I buy one, I get the other at a discounted price. But The League and Rocket <laughs> Men, I can't wait. But can you give us a, a real quick, uh, only a minute left, just uh, about The League and, and w- what brought you to write that book? Because it's outstanding. Well, the league, thank you for that, by the way. But the, the, the league, uh, it's now a five-year-old book. It remains my best-selling book. And, and uh, yes, I hear from a lot of people. And I, I just felt that that was a story that uh, the, the, the early day. I've been wanting to write about the early days of the NFL. And uh, the question was how to do it. And I felt that, you know, when you look at the NFL, what it is today, and what it was in its origin years, it's just such a difference it's so apples and oranges i think that i felt that fans would enjoy that how did we get from there which was a league that barely was making money wasn't making money they were they were breaking even at best losing money very few fans no traditions uh nothing going on it was almost a minor sport uh, how did we get from there where pro football was just a nothing? How did we get from there to where we are now? And so I felt like what, we re- what I really needed to do was focus on that first-generation owners who made all the decisions that set in motion uh, what the NFL would become. And so, you know, the draft, the scheduling, all those things. And that, that is the stuff that happened in the 30s and the 40s was just essential. So I thought, well, I'm going to pick these guys out. I'm going to tell their stories and, uh, and, and uh, you know, let people understand how far the NFL has come. John, thank you so much for your time. Rocket Men, the league, I wanted to uh, co-mingle the two. They're wonderful. One of the great knights of the keyboard, one of our great American sports writers, John Eisenberg. Congratulations on the new book. Enjoy the Super Bowl, John, and let's double back someday and have more of a conversation like this. Thank you so much. Uh, My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks very much. You're welcome. John Eisenberg, uh, longtime Baltimore Sun sports writer, columnist and chronicler of uh, baseball, horse racing, of course, with Pimlico and the Preakness 
Um, really a fine, fine author. We appreciate that. All right, I'm looking forward to Dom's download to take us home to the top of the hour in news here on Sports Overnight America. And really, Andy Reid, is he, uh, I think he's headed for retirement, just a one man's opinion, not breaking news. We're coming back on Sports Byline. Keep it right here across the country and around the globe. iHeart, tune in, and the American Forces Radio Network. Coming right back. Total by Verizon is wireless that goes all in for you. That means unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, priced by us at $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan. And as always, no contracts. Sounds pretty hard to beat, but all in is all in. So we added international calling to fill the year with more, hey girl, because it can't be total unless it's all in. Find a store and exclusive deals at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate with auto pay discount beginning the month after you enroll plus taxes and fees. Additional restrictions apply. See website for data management practices and full terms. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830-800-670-7830-800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. I'm Chelsea, and a little thing I like about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is I think it's just a perfect combination of ingredients. The pepper jack cheese and that spiciness of the sandwich. It's the right type of spice and the right amount of spice. It's crunchy on the outside, but then really tender on the inside. And then obviously the pickles on the bottom are iconic. There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I can finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial. All right, talking the world of sports here on a Tuesday into a Wednesday. Dom's Download presented by Vanguard. You still get your good friend Randy Byrne. Uh, innovative Wellness Center. Chris Steiger will join us tomorrow at 
525 Central. That'll be 325 Pacific, 625 Eastern. We look forward to that. So uh, innovativewellness.center. Elevate your wellness. Neuropathy, uh, skin tightening, arthritis. Uh, what else? I mean, just uh, I mean things you don't even think about. Uh, what you're putting into your system, what you put in is what you get out. And are you one of the millions who are, and this isn't a knock of anyone, but are you putting, uh, you know, prescription drugs in your system to mask pain and symptoms? Well, how about uh, treating the problem, the root cause, instead of masking symptoms, thinking you can live the same lifestyle that got you in this conundrum to begin with so uh looking forward to this tomorrow on sports overnight america it'll be a wednesday into a thursday with christy steiger uh from innovative wellness.center all right dom here we go it's you know tuesday into a wednesday i I count down to kickoff i kind of throw that line away but the beauty of Super Bowl week, in my opinion, is it kind of builds to that crescendo and can lead ultimately to getting overhyped and then disappointed if we get a blowout, which we have had numerous times in the 57 renditions of America's greatest event, and that is the Super Bowl this year, staged in Vegas, coming up Sunday the 11th. So here's what I want to say to you. What is building in you? What's percolating in your mind and in your stomach pursuant to the Niners and Chiefs? Let's start right there. What is starting to build in your thought process about this game? Let's hear. It's funny as as much of a fan of the Niners and as I am, I I, I don't feel anything. It's weird. It, it's not a matter of oh, we've been here before. We've won before, like the Giants or. Uh, the Warriors, I haven't had a chance to indulge in a Niners win. The last time they won, I was four. Uh, I don't remember it. So I, I'm just kind of along for the ride because I, I know if I get too involved and start overthinking it, I'm going to get too excited. And at the 49ers are 0-2 their last two Super Bowls. So I'm taking a much more level-headed, calm approach to this week. We're talking Super Bowl, getting ready for that. You you talk prop bets. I'll I'll look at some of that just for the sake of it. But in terms of, like, storylines and all that, I'm just along for the ride this week. Uh, It's it's a very negative outlook I have, but in general, uh, if you keep your expectations low, it's hard to be disappointed. So if I'm going to get all worked up, this is the Niners' year, this is their chance, this is the – I can only can only end the disappointment. So uh, I'm taking a very sensible approach in my head, very relaxed, laid back. Uh, there, it's not like there's a lot going on where I can be actively enjoying things. I'm just ready for the game on Sunday. Yeah, I am too, and I'm with you. Let me ask you this, Don. The last time they met, you know, you can't help but think of Garoppolo misfiring and couldn't find a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders. That game that has no bearing but maybe it is ensconced in the mindset of 49er fans. Do you think that loss to the Chiefs not so long ago is still omnipresent in the minds of the 49er fans? Tell me, what do you think? Uh, definitely, especially we've had two weeks with this mat- or it, By the time we have the game, it will have been two weeks. And there's highlights everywhere. I don't know how many times I've just been scrolling on Twitter and I'll see... Chiefs win uh, Super Bowl against 49ers rematch coming. It, it's been all over the place. So even if you have managed to avoid that, 
It's the last time they were in the Super Bowl, similarly to before their appearance against the Chiefs a few years ago. I'm sure 2012 against the Ravens stuck out in their head, in Niners fans' heads a lot. So, yeah, there are some players that are the same. You know, Bosa's the same. Debo, Ayuk, Mahomes, Kelsey. There's also a lot of different players. And uh, Debo and Bosa aren't rookies. So, things do change. Um, but definitely in the back 49er fans' minds, just... I, I, I think remembering that game more than anything is causing 49er fans to, yeah, there's a subset of them that are like, ah, oh, screw the Chiefs, we're going to kick their butts, using words that are not okay for the radio. Um, but I think a lot of them are like, hey, yeah, the Chiefs are pretty good. This 49ers team is really good, but I, I'm not going to sell, uh, sell Patrick Mahomes short because we've literally seen firsthand what he can do. You know, what's interesting. I think Vegas has and I've come full circle on this in the last 24 hours since you and I spoke. I'm thinking Vegas might be the ideal location for both these teams. There's so much stimulation for the fans. You can talk gambling and shows and restaurants and there's so much stimulation for the fans. I don't think this is going to become a football event until literally game time on Sunday. From what I'm hearing from people out there, it is just here we are Tuesday into a Wednesday. And fans are already, like, overstimulated. There's just so many things going on, so much, you know, um, so much partying going on. In fact, I'll even venture to say this might be the first time in Super Bowl history where they have a figure called no-shows due to uh, extreme intoxication the night before and extreme hangover. I'm kidding. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of sideshows. You mentioned the prop bets, the Taylor Swift angle. So this Super Bowl, football is probably not going to arrive front and center in people's mind until game day, Dom. Does that make any sense or am I crazy? And don't be afraid to tell me I'm crazy because you have a lot of people that will agree with you. So go ahead. (laughs) I I, kind of get it. Um, I will say, especially for the fans and thinking of Radio Row, I know Radio Row doesn't start picking up until Wednesday, Thursday, really gets going Friday. So I will say – in terms of that, I'll full agree. It's definitely, yeah, we're ready for the Super Bowl, but it's a little bit of a backseat until we get to the weekend. I won't say Sunday. I'll say maybe Friday morning it'll be like, all right, we're ready to go. And it's funny that you mentioned there's so much uh, stimuli in Vegas. Aside from everything that's normally in Vegas, some other things that we have going on in Vegas this week, Marty, WWE is having a a pre-WrestleMania press conference on Thursday. The Live Golf Tour is having a tournament this weekend in Vegas. AEW, the other large wrestling promotion, is having their Saturday show from Vegas. So it's funny how all of these other entities seem to have been like, all right, Super Bowl, Vegas. Vegas already has hella people. Now it's going to have hella people squared because of the Super yeah. Bowl. Let's get some of that Super Bowl rub and see if we can get some ticket sales and, and these events and get people uh, interested and drummed up about that. So uh, I, the location, I think, so far has been great. And obviously there's going to be a ton of people in Vegas who could give two you-know-whats about the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're there to go see, I don't even know who's in residency, Adele? 
because I can't say Celine Dion anymore, and she's she was kind of the stable. Somebody's there to see Donnie and Marie. Somebody's there to ride the giant Ferris wheel. Somebody's there to get over a divorce and just drink their weekend away. There's tons of people who don't care. So now you're mixing people who are there for these other events, people who are there for the Super Bowl, people who could not give two Fs about football, all converging in one place. There's definitely a lot going on. Can you give a plug to Penn and Teller? Can you do that for me? Somebody's there to see the magical stylings of Penn and Teller. Somebody's there to see uh, oh, I forgot the other magician, not David Blaine, but the other, David Copperfield. Copperfield. Somebody's there, and I think Penn and Teller are at the Rio, fun fact. I actually do remember that. So there's that. Well, Penn Gillette is from my hometown of Greenfield, Mass. And this is a guy, Dom, who was brilliant. And my brother and sisters went to high school with him. And he could have got into probably any Ivy League school he wanted. And he ended up going to clown school. No lie. But he has parlayed that into a net worth of several hundred million dollars. And uh, I'm glad you gave my homie from my hometown of Greenfield, Mass, the commensurate plug that he deserves on the Dom's download. So you get you get an A plus, my brother. Hey, let me ask you something, though. You know, with Liv and these two wrestling entities trying to trying to piggyback, I think it fails miserably. I really do. In fact, I think it hurts their brand more than anything because well, I, I don't know. I'll ask your opinion. You're more you're more in tune with this. But to me, people are there to drink, gamble, and watch the NFL and eat lots of uh, copious amounts of good food and party their rear ends off. I don't know that these ancillary events, and I, I get their modus operandi and what they're trying to do, but I think it has a big nothing burger uh, feel to it for me. What about you? I would say if this was in a location that wasn't Vegas, it'd be genius. Considering the amount of entertainment options in Vegas, I though, mean. I'll exactly. say, because ima- imagine this, you're in, I'm, I'm going to slander some city here, so my my apologies in advance, but if you're in, like, New Jersey, or I mean, Miami's a bad example, LA's a bad example, even locally here in the Bay Area's a bad example. Topeka, but, Kansas! Topeka, Marty, who Kansas. would put the Super Bowl in Topeka, Kansas? I'm trying to be at least mildly realistic, but if it's at, like, uh, you know, or Foxborough or, or Dallas, there's not necessarily a million shows that you can go watch. I named, w- between the between us, we named, we named, like, what, five, six shows? That's not even a quarter of the shows that you could go watch this weekend. The You've got the Sphere. I'm, sur- I'm sure somebody's performing there. Uh, you've got Carrot Top. I'm sure Chris Angel might be there at the Luxor. There's all kinds of things you can go do. So if you were in a different city with not as much of a bustling kind of spin the wheel of all the entertainment, oh, we could go do that. If you're in a smaller city, you could see, oh, hey, I've heard good things about AEW or WWE. Let's, we don't have anything going on. Let's go check that out, see how much the tickets are. That's kind of how people are in Vegas in general. But when, yeah, you're going for the Super Bowl rub, I get the spirit of it. But in terms of entertainment, you're competing with all of the people that are normally in Vegas, and all of these people are like, hmm, magician sounds better than wrestling. Let me go do that. (laughs) All right, one more thing. There's a genie in a bottle. I just pulled it out. It said, please tell Dom you've gotten him two Super Bowl tickets. The face value is $3,500. 
Dom, you can sell these tickets. So you get $7,000, two Super Bowl tickets at $3,500 each, but you can sell them and someone offers you $10,000 each. You have no money at stake. Would you take the 20 or would you go to the game with the two comp tickets that the genie gave you out of the bottle? Let's hear. I'd say thank you, genie. I'm incredibly grateful. I would very much like to go. <laughs> but I'm no fool. Oh, I, 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 would, I would sell the tickets, yeah. You would sell for a measly 10000 bucks each. You would give away those tickets to some stranger and take, and take twenty grand. You better do something good yeah. with that 20000 if you're going to forego. You're beloved 49ers. I think you should turn in your 49er fan card with that answer, by the way. I'm sorry. Fair enough. That's fair. I just I, – I don't want to, you know, have that experience. I mean, it'd be great, but it'd be marred immensely if they lost. Now, again, that's my pessim- generally pessimistic outlook on things, but I just – I don't want my first Super Bowl to be ruined by seeing my team lose – it would hurt too much. It'd be great if they won, but it would be painful if they lost. Hey, at least you're being honest. And uh, I didn't, you didn't notice I didn't take it a step further and say, Dom, what are you going to do with that 20000 I didn't ask you because it's none of my business, but very interesting. All right, we got to come back. We got a lot to get to still. Well, not really. I say that. That's kind of a throwaway line. But I'm excited for Texas. Hook them horns. Iowa State tonight. Shout out to Randy Rhonda Burns. Blake Byrne, Tucker, and our wonderful folks. They are Super Bowl bound here on Sports Byline. We're coming right back. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 
800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. All right, welcome back here on Sports Overnight America, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll tell you what I would do tonight if I was in Vegas. And I just saw this on my news feed. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Edmonton Oilers seeking their 17th consecutive win against the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. How could you, how could you even remotely think there was anything else more important than that? Huh? Right? No question about it. But a double dip tonight of uh, Big 12 basketball. It'll be Iowa State and Texas. That'll be early. That'll be 7 East, 6 Central, and uh, 4 Pacific, or 5 Pacific. But here's what I will tell you. The the game of the night is going to be Texas Tech Baylor. Scott Drew coming off his first in uh, his ejection the other night against Iowa State on Saturday night. Uh, we'll look to see how Baylor uh, responds. A little Clemson, North Carolina, but... Really, uh, Hulu will have it tonight. Oilers and Golden Knights, 10 East, 9 Central, and uh, 7 local time out in Vegas. So we look forward to that. And again, uh, countdown to Super Bowl. Tomorrow we got guests lined up. we got a whole bunch. We're going to have continued uh, coverage from Vegas as we uh, get ready for Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. And uh, how about Dom? Honest answer. Two free tickets. Uh, nice gesture, but I'll take the cash. Record Super Bowl ticket prices no surprise there. All right, so Edmonton, one win shy of the all-time record set by the 92-93 Pittsburgh Penguins. So it'll be interesting. BYU-Oklahoma also tonight. I'll throw another Big 12 plug in there, and away we go. So, anyways, rest of the week, what do we got tomorrow? Uh, Christy Steiger, we look forward to it. InnovativeWellness.Center. Really looking forward to having her on the program and talking about healthcare. So that'll do it for the whole crew. Dominic Jimenez, outstanding job out of you. Thanks to John Eisenberg, the book author, Rocket Men, and The League, two great books that he's got. I'm Marty Terrell. Enjoy the rest of your evening on Sports Byline. Adios.